What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 96 of the Taste the Cast, our weekly podcast where we talk about things, rack things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And we are in a new month, so we are going to have some new games on PlayStation Plus and a quick correction. So you guys probably already heard about this, but PES 2019 was going, going to be offered on PlayStation Plus. Apparently, Sony's like, fuck that. Everybody doesn't like it, except for there's actually a lot of people out there who did want that game. Kicked it out, and now we're getting Detroit Become Human and Horizon Chase Turbo. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of this month for Plus Club. Let us know we thought those games will let you know what we thought of those games and uh our game of the month randomly picked is final fantasy 10 that's right final fantasy 10 a game that came out like 18 years ago is our game of the month we'll be playing that come back at the end of the month we'll be talking about that game um before we go any further real quick what do you think about uh ps getting swapped out for detroit become human um so nothing against the the game itself um but I don't play a lot of sports games. But the the main reason like I'm okay with it is just because I I don't like Konami. I mean, so like that's fair. I didn't want to support the game in the first place. So like for personal reasons, I'm glad it got kicked out. Um, it is obviously really shitty that they were announced. You know that it was an announced game that people were told they were going to get, and then they did the switch the way they did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <clears throat> I don't like that just because at that point it was already out there. You know what I mean? Um, but for on personally, I Detroit's a better game for me to play. So, yeah, I already own that game. I've beaten it and I've already talked about it before. I really like it. So I am stoked that we'll be having that conversation at the end of this month. But um, I do kind of wish they would have um, just committed to what they originally said, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who did not want PES. Um, I'm open-minded to the point of wanting to try it because I would never play it otherwise. Now, I guess I will never play it anyway. Um, But there are a lot of people who actually wanted it as well. There's less vocal. Once they took it away, I started seeing a lot of people go, what the fuck? I want a PES. So that sucks for them. And, you know, I I wish they would have committed to it. That's kind of the fun for me, at least, when it comes to PlayStation Plus is getting those random games I might not play. I'm that guy that wants to try out shit like that. So that's why I made Plus Club, stuff like that. Um, but you know, I think this is a little more exciting for a lot of people, but I also saw a lot of people, uh, specifically on like Twitter complaining that they had just bought Detroit become humans is on sale recently. And then when they dropped it, they're like, what the fuck? I literally bought this like a week ago. So, uh, that's funny and interesting, except for if you're one of those people, I guess it's not funny. It's just bad timing is all that is. Yeah. The whole thing's weird. Cause PlayStation or Sony hasn't really done that before. Just no. went psych. And then when uh, they asked Konami about it, they're like, we didn't decide that. Sony did it. So really interesting. I'd like to know more about it. But that is the games we're getting. Detroit Become Human and Horizon. Uh, I almost said Zero Dawn. Chase Turbo, which, um, again, I'm excited to play Detroit and have that conversation. Because the ending I got, I didn't like it. But I uh, felt it was it, it, it fitted. I was just like, I don't like that. So maybe I can redeem myself. And Horizon Chase Turbo, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking said it again. Um, uh, I'm excited to try. I've actually heard pretty good things about it. So, um, yeah. Anything else you want to say on that? No. It's a weird switch up. Let's know in the comments what you think about it. Okay. We also have Discord linked ba- down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time, and we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you'd prefer to listen to us, um, as you guys can see, Chris is not here, so it will just be me and Chevy this episode. But we have couple things to talk about specifically uh tenocon we're gonna be doing a recap of that if you guys would like us to watch the whole stream or stream the whole thing let us know in the comments but if you're here for that skip forward because we got a couple things we gotta talk about 
on the show. Um, with every taste cast, we typically start with what we've been playing. Me and you don't have big lists, and there's only two of us here, so we'll see how this conversation goes. Yeah, and one of them I can't talk about too much. So one of them, which is the game I've pretty much only been playing, I can't really talk about too much. But I do have a couple things I want to talk about that game in particular. It's sure. not my opinion on it. You know, we always say we, we're not going to have much to talk about, and it ends up dragging on anyway. Yeah. So well, this is already a lot longer of an intro than normal. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to jump in first. Yeah. Uh, what we've been playing. Um, <clears throat> I'll start with the easy one. So I picked up on a whim Crash Team Racing, the new uh, remastered version of it. Um, it was kind of on my radar, but not really. I actually have no uh, history with this game. I had played like a demo of it back on PlayStation. So this was, I mean, that's about as far as I have experience with it. Right. Back on the old school PlayStation, fucking pixelated, all that shit. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's not really, I don't have an affinity for it. And then I watched uh, Easy Ally. Shout out to them. If you guys like the crew from Game Trailers back in the day, they're one of the only uh, gaming groups of people I'd actually suggest people check out. Uh, they did a review on it and they gave it like an 8.5 and said it deserved to be up there with like Mario Kart and like um, Diddy Kong Racing, which is like one of my favorites. And so I was like, well, that's pretty big fucking praise. So bought it, played a little bit. First off, that game is way fucking harder than any of the other prior um cart games but um also there's a shitload of content in it they have all the tracks from the original and they added tracks from a separate uh crash team racing game that they just threw in there the graphics are all uh completely redone so it looks really good activision is doing a really good job with remasters yeah which is weird because i also weird. own the spyro one and it's really good um, so I don't know if that's how Activision is going to try and start making its money again, just fucking bringing old shit back, but they're remastering them completely or remaking them. Farewell, Bungie. Hello, so, remasters. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but they're doing a good job with them. So whatever teams they have working on those are doing a good job. Um, but it's, it's really good so far. Um, I really like that it's difficult. There's more of a platforming aspect to it. There's a lot of tracks where you have to like, for instance, there's like challenges where you have to get, um, uh, find a CTR and get first place so you have to explore the track find those hidden and then also still win the track or the race okay it's pretty fucking difficult Sounds but like it. uh one of the letters was actually up on a dock that there's no path to so me and josh are trying to figure it out without looking it up there ended up being a small jump inside the water that you had to drive into hit the fucking jump button as you hit it to get up there and grab it. Oh. So I kind of really appreciate shit like that. Uh, there's a lot of characters to unlock, a lot of uh, customization stuff like carts, wheels, different skins for every character to unlock. And um, overall, I'm really enjoying it. It's got, I think, four-player split-screen uh, gameplay, and it seems like it stays true to the original game, So, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, like I said, wasn't on my radar, picked up on a whim, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, there's another thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyone who's familiar with the series, this isn't going to be a surprise. But the boosting in the game is really interesting, though. Because in, like, Mario, you fucking, you, like, um, when you're going off jumps, when you're fucking um, drifting. sliding, drifting, all that shit, you can gain boost. Uh, in this, you, as soon as you initiate a drift, your, um, your exhaust will go black for a split second if you wait any longer it'll run out so you've lost your ability to boost okay if you look at the bottom right corner too a gauge builds and as it builds that's as much boost as you're getting so you have to time it perfectly get the most boost and then once you initiate it you can hit it two more times so you can just keep boosting and boosting and boosting but there's way it's way more involved 
Huh. Me and Josh were like not getting it at first. We're like, what the fuck? Because we're used to Mario Kart. And uh, I actually really like it because it's um, it feels more skill-based and less like... Given to you? Yeah. But also, like, there's plenty of items in the game and you get fucked just like in Mario Kart and that drives me nuts. But there's also a lot more um, uh, driving skill in it that I really dig and platforming. There's shortcuts that are actually really difficult to get to. And it's risk versus reward if you don't nail it. You're fucking yourself. Yeah. If you do nail it, you're going to get ahead of people. So a lot of really cool things to the game. And, and again, you know, I don't have a pass to this um, series. So I've tried it a little bit, but never really got into it. And it's kind of amazing to see games that, you know, are that far back on PlayStation, super pixelated looking, you know, the first of like the 3D games pretty much. Um, but, you know, rendered the way they look now. Mm. I mean, this game translates to 2019 really well, in my opinion. The only thing it's missing is like some modern systems of like you know some kind of progression outside of unlocks and uh stuff like that but i mean it's it's got a shitload of content so i'm really happy with it so it's kind of a cool surprise yeah you know it's, it's funny between like indie developers and then like the AAA companies doing remasters of old games it's like getting uh, a surge of of all those old school style games that kind of disappeared uh when companies started just playing it safe constantly instead of experimenting, obviously companies are experimenting a lot more now than they they have in years. But oh yeah, it's um, crazy. Yeah, it's just it's interesting interesting to see that because like I never honestly expected to see anyone other than a Nintendo like pl- do the cart game ever again at yeah. this point. You know, so remake Diddy Cart Racing. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I just think it's great because the the remasters, you know, they don't. Is it a remaster? It's or a, a remake. remake. Okay. Regardless, uh, remakes cost a little more, I believe, than a remaster. Because it looks like it's built but... from the ground up. Okay. Um, it is still, I imagine it's still a little bit cheaper because they don't have to like put as much time into like figuring out what the game is going to be because that blueprint's already there. Yeah. They just so, got to rebuild what they made. Yeah. Um, so it's a really good way for them to test the waters and also like I hate to word it this way, but make easy money. So, oh yeah, it's yeah. it's easier. They still are making a game. It's yeah. not just like the last game they smoothed it out and put it out. It's all rebuilt or whatever. But um, and there's a lot of extra stuff they added. They added like modern pixelated versions of mm-hmm. all the old racers, um, or you know characters and and cards like that, uh, which is really neat. But um, you know, it's cheaper than coming up with a new idea, building a new engine, building a new game, all that shit. Um, but you know, still, still takes work, but it's, it's kind of a smart thing to do. And also, and I keep saying this every time they remake old games. Um, I always feel like they're testing the waters, but I still am not seeing people committing to that. So I don't know if that's, uh, really, um, because they're not selling as well, or they just haven't decided to do it yet, but I'm still waiting for like a, like a ratchet and clank to get a new one, uh, or like maybe another crash team racing, a brand new one. If this one does well enough, I'd love to see somebody test older games, and see that people want them again and start making new ones because uh, there's a lot of old um, brands, uh, old games that um, we don't have any more of. So, and one company who did a good job of killing them, a lot of them off. So, which one? They make PES. Oh, yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot under their belt. It's a really depressing uh, road to go down when you start thinking of all the games Konami has. Uh, although, uh, shout out to THQ Nordic um, being in the forefront of experimenting with dead properties yeah. and uh, games that aren't working as well as they'd like and trying to reconfigure them. The new Darksiders is actually really neat the way they're doing it. So, 
you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you like kart racers, I would definitely recommend this. I'll extend Easy Allies um, recommendation to you guys. I uh, really like it. Uh, the other game I've been playing primarily, mostly, surprisingly, I can't believe I would say this, like fucking almost 18 years after the fact. Um, I've been playing uh, like 20 hours so far of Final Fantasy X. Uh, and I won't go into my opinions on it too far because we have to talk about that for Game of the Month at the end of the month. So I'll try and be brief. But to give you guys some history with me in this game, uh, I have had this, um, I would say in some ways, unfair bias. But also, in some ways, I think I understand where I'm coming from now as I'm older and realizing why I thought this. Um, negative bias towards Final Fantasy X. It's always been the Final Fantasy that... Um, it's looked at. I was like, I don't like that one. I don't play that one. Blah, 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 blah. And everybody's always been like, oh, it's really good. It's really good. Everybody loves Final Fantasy X. Um, anytime I bring it up, like, I've, I've barely played Final Fantasy X until now. Like, I played the the beginning, yeah. like, briefly years ago when it came out. And I was like, I don't like this game. Fuck this game. And then I watched you play it when I was younger, when we were younger. And I was like, I don't like this game. Fuck this game. And then, uh, yeah, so finally, uh, I'm playing it, I would say, for the first time. Uh, now and it's been really kind of crazy to to go through it because without saying good or bad it's it feels really modern for aside from the voice acting and the writing but there's a lot of things that we'll be discussing for game of the month on game of the month about that there's a lot i have to say on that but uh outside of it like i'm playing on pc and um what they did with the pc version it looks really good it looks like a lot of modern jrpgs um and a lot of the systems i think translate now really well so i mean they've really made a pretty ahead of its time i think that kind of more so speaks to the genre though mm -hmm. once they nailed certain aspects of the jrpg that was more than just when you level your stats go up i think they kind of future proof the genre because a lot of genres took all those ideas as well oh, yeah <laughs> uh, i mean call of duty popularized like essentially leveling up in first person shooters and that's a fucking rpg thing so um <clears throat> there's a lot of ahead of its time ideas the jrpgs have and i've always really appreciated that but yeah going back to final fantasy 10 um i outside of my opinion of the game itself uh it's been very impressive to play that game because this is a remaster this is the original game uh smoothed out with you know higher resolution stuff like that um and uh it's it's been I I never thought I'd be, you know, old me would never think in the future I'd be playing 20 hours. In, I mean, anyone who's played is like, that's not very long. 20 hours into this fucking game that I used to kind of be like, oh, fuck that game. So that's been kind of crazy. And I got a lot to say on the game. It's kind of hard for me not to talk about it. But um, yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I know when we first announced that that was our game of the month, we had a couple people go like Final Fantasy X. And like more so, this is kind of for me. To like force myself to play the game, but also you you were a fan, I believe. Yeah, I I always so the whole game month system. If you're unfamiliar with it, because uh, we don't always necessarily bring up why we do the show. That is here and there we'll mention it here, Leah. Yeah. But I mean, like it's obviously a show we we want you guys to participate in. Uh, but it's also kind of an excuse for us to go back and play games. So uh, yeah, just uh, just real quick. Yeah. Um, my original idea, I want to do like a book club where I'm like, we're going to play this this month. And I was like, it'd be impossible for me to ask people watching us and people I know to go spend 60 bucks on a game they might like or not like. For sure. It's very unfair. It'd be very hard to make that happen. So I created Plus Club because I figure if you're on PlayStation Plus, you already have access to those games. It's an easier sell. That's a more communal thing. 
Let's talk about it. And I'm still open to doing a gold club, people, but no one talks about that. Xbox, if you guys ever want to do that, get in the comments. We could potentially do a gold club, but I no one says anything about that. Anyway, so that's where that idea went. But then I was like, I still want to have a list of backburner games, but also just random games every month that people can join and play with us. But this is mostly for us. You're welcome to join us, obviously. But this for is sure. more like... You know, I know you're going to play mostly anything I'll have on the list and vice versa. And we'll find ways for everybody to get, be able to play it yeah, for yeah. a tasty crew. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we have like games. Our list is an amalgamation of a bunch of different games. Some single player, some multiplayer. We always try and go with multiplayer. So there's like a experience that we're all going to share together, hopefully. But a lot of the times it's... Uh, or not a lot of times. Sometimes, you know, we throw in like a um, high profile single player game that one of us, I feel like should probably play or we should play some more, you know, we got it, but we ran, we don't have time to play it. So now we can force ourselves to play it. So that's kind of like, you know, behind the scenes on game of the month, why mm -hmm. that exists. That's why the game can really be almost anything. We add them as we go. Some games will take out every once in a while. If it kind of seems irrelevant, like we had the division on there for a while. And then the division two was coming out. We still hadn't pulled division. So I was like, well, let's get rid of division yeah, because I mean, it's becoming irrelevant at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, for sure. Um, and then with Final Fantasy X. Um, we also know, have Final Fantasy VII on that list as well. Yeah. I mean, it's buried in there. Yeah. It's a list about two years worth of games. So, I mean, like. And we're uh, still adding shit. Yeah. So, I, we may never pull it. But, yeah. Um, you know, the whole thing with Final Fantasy X is, like, me and Chris have played and beaten this game before. And Seth had not. And, like, you were saying when you had uh, played uh, in the past and said oh i don't i don't like this or whatever and then now you, you are going through and playing it and at, at a perfect time because you have become very into jrpgs as of late and so I'm having a jrpg renaissance right now yeah so it's a great time for him to experience at the very least the story uh if there's ever a time i've been as open-minded to play that game it, it, it is now i mean yeah. there hasn't been i mean this is it so so if i'm gonna play it this is the time to do it but uh I also, out of the games we played, I played Final Fantasy X a little bit, but not enough to really even say anything. And I have played this before. Um, I mean, I did the I, literally the very beginning, the first temple. So that's where I'm at. Um, just to throw that out there before we, we get off of Final Fantasy X. But mm -hmm. do you have any more you want to talk about on that? Or No, it's more so this is almost like... When you have a phobia and you like you, you uh, put yourself in a situation where you have to, uh, you're scared of spiders, so you get spiders, you're surrounded by spiders just to conquer that phobia. It's pretty much what's going on here. Or fucking go insane. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a therapy session. This is really cathartic for me playing Final Fantasy X. I can finally bury uh, the hatchet, fucking get the skeletons out of the closet, and. Uh, I do plan on beating it this month. I'm pretty sure I will. Like I said, I'm 20 hours into it. It's like yeah. a 40, 50 hour game. Apparently I am going through it pretty quickly because I'm playing for the storyline and all the fucking whack ass, uh, dialogue, but I'll have a lot to say on it. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited about this one. So awesome. talk about it. That's it for your games then. Yeah. Also, um, if anybody has access to that game, obviously we invite you to join that conversation, but um, I really would uh, suggest, I hope everybody can try and beat it this month. Yeah. I mean, I plan to. Yeah. So, cause I would like to have like a uh, current fresh and not rose tinted glasses yeah. uh, discussion. Yeah. I think um, with 
I don't know if Chris has it or not. I'm sure he does on like some old console or something, but I don't know if he has a current way to play. Oh, I don't know either. We'll have to ask him. Yeah. But, um, with the exception of some games that we'll be talking about here in a bit, um, I I don't really have a whole lot besides the plus games and it to play. I mean, I have games I could play, obviously, but I don't have a, a very good excuse. The so. fucked up thing is like I just got two months of Final Fantasy 14. I've been enjoying playing that. And then Final Fantasy 10 got pulled. I'm like, fuck. And I was like, I need to play that now and try and get it knocked out so I can fucking go back to playing Final Fantasy 14 because I can't do both at the same time. I know you are, but you're not playing 10 as much as I am right now. No, no. Um, I was going to say I'm struggling to play both. So. Yeah. But uh, but I was like, fuck, dude, at least. And Detroit Become Human, that's a whole game, but it's not that long. It's just, it's. I feel like that's like one or two solid play sessions you could probably go through. Oh, yeah. Through yeah, it's game. like an eight to ten hour game. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is a racing game. Yeah, that'll be a day. And unless I love it, yeah, right. you know, I'm going to play it and I'll have my opinion on it. Yeah. Well. Uh, Ooh. One other, yeah. real quick. I completely forgot. There's a free-to-play game I've been playing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I love it or hate it. It's called... <laughs> but um, playing it. It's called uh, Space Lords. And yes, the fucking song, the dorky song from like the 90s, whatever the fuck, or early 2000s, I don't remember, um, is in the intro. So if you're like, Space Lord, mada, mada, fucking, that's that's in it. That's in the intro. So yes, they, they're they self-aware. It's made by the same guys who made the uh, Castlevania... Um, the latest Castlevania games mm-hmm. that uh, Konami went. Nope. Uh, Mercury Steam. I think that's what they're called. Um, so it is a AAA company that made this free-to-play game. Uh, it's on PS4. I don't know if it's on anything else. And I've been playing it. And uh, it's funny because I downloaded it as a joke at first. I was like, Space Lords, that's dumb. So I downloaded it. And then um, I was I was like looking at all the character designs. I'm like, God, this is fucking dumb as shit. And uh, I started watching the intro and the song's awful. But this, the CGI was really good. And I was like, all right, they did a pretty good job. And then right in the beginning at the main menu, there's this fully animated dude talking about the menu. He's like, this is the blah, blah, blah. And he's like completely rendered and fully mo-capped and shit. And I was like, they spent money on this. That's <laughs> fucking wild. And then uh, I started playing it. And I was like, mm, there's some cool ideas here. So um, I'm trying to play it further to see if it's, you know, uh, monetary monetization heavy if they're trying to find ways to get money from me or if they're going to make me want to spend money that's a very important thing for me when it comes to free to play to explain what it is though real quick there is i think like fucking 15 at the very least different characters uh in this game and um each one of them um are completely different with different skills wherever they all have storylines and blah 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 it's a cooperative game kind of like um not quite but kind of like warframe in the sense that you get together with some friends go do missions together it's cooperative um it has an interesting uh twist to it though at level 10 you become um i forgot what they call it but essentially a villain and you can invade other people's games while they're playing co-op so think dark souls uh you'll be in the middle of playing game and it's like blah 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 has invaded this game and like a fifth person will show up and they will be part of the npcs attacking you and you gotta look out for that person as you do the levels which are actually done um, or the missions which are actually done really well uh like i said it's triple a teamwork on this so you have some really good animations a lot of diverse situations to go through um you uh accrue experience and when you beat the levels you get experience you level up you get not loot but ways to craft better weapons and perks that seem like they're random there's like a card you unlock at certain levels and you can get a random perk i think you can shuffle it again later so you kind of build your character but not specifically like you're not putting them in yourself you're just kind of 
kind of like Dead by Daylight. Um, and that you got random fucking perks when you um, leveled up. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's a really well made game. Looks really good. Uh, the style kind of reminds me of like the guy who does the art for Gorillas. Oh yeah, you yeah. There's like before. this weird like um, Gorillas like retro modern style to it, which is kind of interesting. And it's really melee heavy, which is weird. Um, you shoot stuff obviously with your guns. Every character has different guns, stuff like that, and different moves. But um, you're on ammo pretty quickly. You got to collect ammo from um, taking people down uh, with hand-to-hand combat. Uh, and the game is so uh, hand-to-hand combat heavy uh, that even like when you're behind cover, if you hit like the the hit button, you will come out of cover and start swinging at them, or you'll jump over cover and you'll start fucking hitting them and shit. So there's a whole like system uh that's like kind of rock paper scissors there's a grab button a swing button and a a roll button and each of them will counter one of those i think that's more specific to if someone invades you if they go to like grab you you can roll or if you go to roll they can grab you or if they swing you can roll all the way and shit like that there's there's a system to it that's pretty neat but um it's 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 a cool idea i just haven't played it enough to know if it's worth playing or not i don't want to endorse it fully but i'm just letting you guys know it exists if any of you any of you want to play uh let me know Join the Discord. Go to the LFG section and go, I'm playing Space Lord Mother Mother. Anybody want to play? And I'll be like, maybe. Because <laughs> as anyone who knows me knows, I'm very hard to uh, uh, lock, down. lock down in a game. Anyway, that's all I've been playing. Uh, yeah, so uh, I already said that I've been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy X. And then I don't know if I mentioned it last Tasty Cast or not. So I'm going to bring it up in case I did not. But I picked up Bloodstained, which is the um, the guy who made Castlevania Symphony Night and other Castlevania titles. And he made um, it again. He Yeah, he started a company, Kickstarter pro, uh, game. And uh, it actually took a long time for it to come out. So That's I was surprising. A little worried because mm-hmm. um, I had thought about backing it, and I ended up not doing it. Well, it's out, and though it has some tech problems, on it is having some pretty serious problems in some yeah. regards. Um, the game itself is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I mean, <laughs> if if you liked that game, but you want it, but with a crafting system in- included, here it is. Um, it plays really good. Uh, the controls are 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 very well done the animation uh when i was watching videos for it i thought it looked weird but after playing it I, it looks just fine so i don't know if it's just an old video i saw or something uh, the graphics are a lot better than i remember them seeing as well so uh it, it's come a long way since its early concept and then the boss fights are actually um a lot harder than i was expecting them to be because i kind of just rushed the first boss not thinking anything of it and i got my ass kicked so um pretty cool in that regard i need to get further to have like a solid opinion but so far like i i could see you know it being a very solid metroidvania game um that i think people would replay over and over again at this point so i've heard everybody's played it or seen it um pretty much say that it's just symphony of the night Mm. but no one says that in a negative sense yeah because we got symphony of the night and then nothing yeah so and then we got symphony night re-released on everything ever uh so obviously modern graphics yeah so when people say that though it's almost like it's it sounds almost negative like well it's just that game it's a really good thing because 
we've been wanting another game like that from that dude for a long time. Yeah. And he finally delivered it. And outside of all the technical problems that I keep hearing about, I still don't hear negative things about it. No one's upset about this. They just want to fix. So, so far, I've been hearing nothing but good things about that game. Yeah. And that's really kind of crazy considering if a game's like meh and there's problems with it, technical problems, it will fucking sink that game. For sure. If it's bad and has problems, that game's fucking dead. Yeah. Um, so... You know, even with the problems that it's having, some pretty serious ones. Some people have game-breaking issues that they're having with the game. Switch, I guess it's not optimized well at all. The whole team has moved over to optimizing it for Switch, so it's good to hear that they're like, we got to fix that because they made the fucking game for that console. It needs to play well on there. Um, but yeah, outside of those, those things, you know, the, the conversation for that game is either the game's awesome, it's Symphony of the Night, if you like that, and it's got technical issues, they're working on it. So it's it's kind of amazing because mm-hmm. a lot of games would get eaten alive with those issues. So. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, and I just figure, you know, uh, and I'm glad you, you went through and, and said all that because I mostly was bringing that up because I'm not far enough to really have a strong opinion, but I am bringing it up in the regards of if you had your eyes on it and you were curious about it, I would say pull the trigger. Because not it, on Switch though. Wait for that. Yeah, but I bought it on PS4, and I know on PC it plays fine. Mm-hmm. So I hope so. Um, though, though, if so, if you were planning on playing on PC or PS4, I would say pick it up. It's it's very cool. Um, you know, depending on your love for Metroidvania games, it might be a game you crack out on. It might be something you just hop in every once in a while. But it's it's a solid game, and um, I would actually like to see them make the money on it so that maybe they can continue making stuff like that or or experiment with the genre a little bit so does it have awesome music like tragic prince from symphony of the night <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think i was playing with the volume very high so couldn't tell you i play that on guitar although i haven't done it in a while i could tell you the music pretty thoroughly the next game i played this month oh yeah uh so and it'll We'll be doing our, our game release thing, but uh, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers uh, has come out. A game that just came out and has already been defeated. <laughs> and I took a three-day weekend for it. Uh, and then that plus a little bit of a an evening uh, after work, I finished the story in it. And I can very... It's fucking hardcore. Very safely say... Uh, that not only is it my favorite story in Final Fantasy XIV, but I also think it's probably my second favorite Final Fantasy storyline. Um, That's big praise. Is is big praise the the story? I don't know. They they really the the way the story is told uh, throughout that expansion and just the the whole like the, the the visuals and the music and all that stuff is just done really really well. Um, can't talk about too much because literally everything in that game is a spoiler for that storyline though but uh i will say that they implemented a lot of of good systems uh with this expansion so if you are far enough uh into it and you just want to play for the story you're not into social gaming or you don't want to play with strangers or the idea of doing a dungeon without knowing it uh you don't want to feel stupid for some reason you have anxiety for that uh, they have a system called Trust, which allows you to play with uh, in-game characters, and they will do the mechanics and everything for the fight, and you can play it as a single-player experience through the entire storyline of the expansion. Uh, I actually did that to try it out, and it works just fine. It's um, good. Yeah, I'm queuing up now to play with people because they are faster than the computer is when it comes to killing things, but 
Uh, if you're just going for the story, you can absolutely play it as a single player experience if you would like. So. Which I would love to see them do with every single dungeon in the game. I, I would love to see them expand the system 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, It'd be very cool to be able to play that game if you want as like a single player Final Fantasy game. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the focus would have to be only the story-related dungeons. Yeah. Uh, as much as I'd like to see it expanded to everything, well, that's added, asking a lot. Add so. like dialogue too and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. like you could have like a like a single player Final Fantasy experience. It is the 14th Final Fantasy, so yeah. which is something I always talk about. Final Fantasy 14 feels like a single player RPG sometimes, a lot of the times, but also an MMO, and it's kind of a weird uh, hybrid because most uh, MMOs don't nail um, storytelling very well or at least don't prioritize in the same way that i feel like final fantasy 14 attempts to yeah for sure you can tell in their philosophy on working on that game that they're trying to make a story-based game yeah and obviously with the way they've been advertising the game and the word of mouth um and even just like the the tone of it in general um it has seen a surge of players i know recently a lot of servers you can't even make characters on right now because they're full so um very cool for the health of the game i'm thrilled if somebody plays it if you are curious about playing it i think it's a good time to get into the game it's very population is very healthy right now tell them where to join us uh if you want to you want to play in the same server or even with us uh we are on the crystal data center on coral server and our free company is tasty loot gaming um we welcome all just not anyone who's i just don't be an elitist but yeah don't be i was gonna say don't be an asshole but then i couldn't be in it so um yeah don't be an elitist we're not we're not hardcore no i mean we're pretty casual i I am i like to do a lot of that content but i don't expect the people in the the free company to do it so i will i'll pick it up with randoms and do it it's fine so oh yeah (laughs) um but yeah i i don't know i I could ramble on and on and on. I, all I can just kind of say to, to finish it up is the story's great. The characters are great. The dialogue's uh, great most of the time. Obviously, when you have uh, an MMO, there's going to be moments where you have to add filler to make the story last a little longer. And so it's not always written the best in that regard. And the music um, is phenomenal in this expansion, even though on Metacritic, I saw a guy complain that it's all just remixed songs. And I wanted to... I wish there was a way to reply and be like, have you played a Final Fantasy before? The music's been the same for fucking ever. Yeah, there's it's an <laughs> anthology, but there's themes that yeah. always... I mean, that's that's one of the things I love about Final Fantasy is there's a familiarity with every single Final Fantasy you go into, mm-hmm. and they're completely different. Every Final Fantasy is completely unique, in my opinion, but also has all these elements that connects it with Final Fantasy, and yeah. I love that. And hearing... Any song from other Final Fantasies redone. I, I'm a fan of music in general, like a lot. So like when I hear reinterpretations of songs, um, I'm always down for that. And I always love hearing songs that I know from Final Fantasy in a new Final Fantasy done differently. Yeah. Um, so if you don't like that, I think it's a valid complaint. I can't tell you to like that. But, for sure. Um, but it is weird to be complaining about that in 2019. Well, and as a, as a, complaint enough to because i you at the time i looked at metacritic there was i don't know 200 some reviews at uh, by people not by uh, publications and critics and stuff and uh there were six negative so i wanted to see what they had to say because i was curious one of the guys he's looking for for the the assholes trying to get into a fight the two the two who gave it one out of ten that was one of the guys mm-hmm. and then the other one who gave it a one out of ten one out of that's 10. 
There is no one out of ten unless it was just like static sound. Yeah. So, like I said, I was I was kind of blown away by the justification. Yeah, the guy's just being a fucking dick. And then uh, dick. one guy gave it, I think, a five out of ten. And his all his complaints, he kept making comparisons to World of Warcraft the whole time. And I was like, it sounds like you want to play World of Warcraft. So. Typically, the most uh, complaints I hear about Final Fantasy is typically WoW related. So, yeah, I feel like that's more like you know your preference. For sure, it's good to try out other things. But yeah, if 100%. you're if you're more at home with WoW, Final Fantasy is not the same game. No, it's completely different MMO. Yeah, I have things to add to that. Okay, uh, I do not have access to the uh, newer context. I'm not that far in the game, but I do have access to the new Machinist. Uh, redux i guess and it's really cool from what i've played so far um so i'm really enjoying that it's a lot better a lot of them i got to play uh i had just unlocked machinist like three days before this released so and chevy you were at first like um well it's gonna change so i wouldn't even touch i'm like "Ah, i still want to find out what the fuck it's like and see what the change is it's pretty fucking big it's not it doesn't feel the same (laughs) at all uh, I was playing the last machinist and I was like, that's kind of cool. But there's a couple things about it I didn't really like. I didn't like the the bullet system, the reload system. Um, I got where they're coming from with it, but it just didn't feel, it wasn't fun. I didn't enjoy doing it. And the new system is, I would say, more simple in its premise, but I think more rewarding. It's, 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 you're essentially filling up a bar to do certain moves and, that's pretty straightforward, but um, it it frees up a lot of the monotony of like, okay, I'm going to re- reload, use those bullets, use this thing to fucking do damage, and more so like, okay, I'm ready to fucking hit him with something hard, uh, which I dig. Um, so yeah, really enjoying that. Uh, can't wait to play that further whenever the fuck I got time. And there's some games coming out this month, man. Um, fuck. Uh, <clears throat> God, life is hard. Um Says the guy, fucking first world problems. Anyway, um, also just want to say real quick, from what I've seen of the dancer and the gunbreaker, they look cool. I keep seeing people running around who kind of look like Squall, uh, which is really um, fun for me to see. Uh, also, I got the uh, mount they get with mm-hmm. the whatever fucking thing. Collectors yeah. And uh, anyone watching, whatever the fuck thing, what does that mean? Um, that. Uh, and it's really neat looking. Um, at first, like, ew, that thing's ugly, but it's actually really neat. Uh, they somehow managed to make it look badass, but also kind of gross. Um, and uh, it's like a, it's like, kind of like a fucking horse, but it's like a goblin shark with like weird like ant style. Yeah, hooves. it's yeah. really weird looking. It's really bizarre. That's one thing about Final Fantasy. Not to just talk about Final Fantasy forever, but I'm playing Final Fantasy X. I beat 15 not that long ago, and fucking I'm playing 14. Uh, it's one of the only fantasy games out there that like outside of, you know, Tolkien, everyone co- copied that, and I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying it's a fantasy game um, that just has its own style. Mm. It, it's not even like anime looking. So it doesn't even, I mean, in some thematic ways, it, it takes after anime uh, in newer Final Fantasy iterations. But there's such a, a visual style to Final Fantasy, even when when the whole when a whole Final Fantasy looks completely different than another one. There's still certain elements to it that carry over, and it's always really cool to see their designs of things because it is one of the only times I'm like still surprised by the design. I think one of the only other games that I, I get surprised by when I see an enemy or visual aesthetic is like it's weird like dark souls mm-hmm. a lot of the bosses and shit i'm like holy shit like right. i'll see something like whoa i was like a lot of games you just like up oh, there's a dragon 
oh, there's a orc. Oh, there's a blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen that mount, I don't want to bring all this up over it, but you get what I'm saying? <laughs> the design of it's really neat, and it's something that I kind of expect Final Fantasy. Every time they release something, uh, unless it's a fat cat, but even that's dope as shit. Um, a lot of fat things. I like a lot of the fat things in 14. Um, it, it's always really cool. Uh, you were showing me some of the new bosses or whatever in Shadowbringers, and um, they're all really neat looking. Uh, they got a really cool um, visual style. Other than that, I can't really speak on them. But uh, yeah, it's always awesome seeing new content. And I'm fucking, I'm like ready for Final Fantasy 16. I'm not, but I am, dude. I'm, I'm, re- fucking... I'm okay for like an announcement at this point, but I need seven to come out first. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I'm I'm ready for that. I played that. I'm fucking ready. It's it's awesome. But um, but yeah, all this Final Fantasy in my life right now, I'm just like, man, I I want a new one. I'm ready. Yeah, I really want to go back and play um a bunch of them just so because I, all I have really is memory in a nostalgic sense for most of them at this point versus with the exception of seven. Cause I go back and I beat that every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, other than that, like I, like I beat Final Fantasy, you know, nine, like one time I beat Final Fantasy 10, like one time. I want to go back and so. I, I watched you beat Final Fantasy nine when we were younger and that was good enough for me. I watched you play from beginning to end and it was really good. I liked Final Fantasy nine. I'd like to go back and play it myself. And especially with you know where I'm at now mentally yeah. as a fucking old man, and I I've I have wisdom throughout my life to really appreciate the finer things in Final Fantasy. I want to go back and beat seven before remake comes out as well. Um, it's on the list. Yeah. You know, Crush fingers. Yep. <laughs> Anything else you've been playing? No, that's it. And I, like I said, I can't talk too much about Shadowbringers because the game it, it would be it's riddled with spoilers. Spoil it all, ruin it for anybody watching this, so they'll stop <laughs> the watching game this is forever. Barely even out. I will say too, the raid comes out in about a week. So you don't want to pull an IGN and just spoil it as soon as fucking it comes out? No, no, the story's too good. Wait, guys, what do you guys think about spoiler? Spoiler, spoiler. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert. Thanks, dickheads. <laughs> Gamespot. God damn it. All right. Uh, nothing else? No. Let us know in the comments uh, what games have you been playing recently, any games you would recommend, are you playing any games we're playing, and uh, yeah, let us know everything you think about in the comments below. So, uh, beginning of the month, and by beginning I mean uh, filming on the 7th, uh, so we're seven days into it already, but we are going to do what we do every month and go through the releases for July. Uh, so a couple of these are already out, and a lot of them are coming. This is a really short but very sweet month, in my opinion. There's a lot of games this month that I want. It's also it's July. Why is there stuff coming out this month? I don't know. I mean, the next couple of months, all ooh, October has like five things coming out. That's nice. Um, anyway, we're not talking about October, so we're gonna go through this list. I'll let you guys know when it's coming out, what it's coming out on, and then we will go through and see what catches our eye and what definitely fucking doesn't. Um, yeah. So as we already talked about before, Final Fantasy 14 Shadowbringers came out on PlayStation 4, PC, and Mac. It's not out on Xbox because apparently Microsoft did not want to play ball. I read that recently. Mm. I was like, why the fuck isn't it on Xbox? It's why for, isn't it getting it's, love? It's for a weird reason too, because it's not a cross-play problem. It's, it's a cross-chat a ch- yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. It sucks. I would love to see uh, Final Fantasy 14 on everything, really, because it's a great MMO. Uh, yeah. So that came out July 2nd. Stranger Things 3, the game. Uh, came out July 4th. What a day to release a game on PlayStation 4, <laughs> Xbox One, Switch, and PC. It's just a weird day to that, be that like that choice. Yeah. yeah, 
You guys are all busy outside looking well, at things blow up. In all fairness, a country is busy that day, but yeah. It's fair. Yeah, that's just me being American, I guess. Um, I'm not a big fireworks guy, though, so I guess I'm the right demographic if I was super into Stranger Things. I don't know. I'm not a uh, big fireworks guy, but definitely down to like go somewhere and eat some food. Get wasted. <laughs> fucking eat hot dogs and stare at shit explode. Um <laughs> Yeah, Stranger Things, the game three uh, comes out, came out, uh, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Super Nintendo, everything, July Fourth. Also on July Fourth, a game called Teppin on iOS, Android, July Fourth. Uh, I don't know what that is. I'm not gonna look into it. Um, <laughs> July Fifth. So this is also out. Uh, sea of Solitude, which is that indie game that seems like it's kind of like. Um, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like water-based and shit. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. That comes out or came out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC July 5th. So that is out. Uh, July 10th, we got Soul Seraph, which is a game I found out about like a week ago. And I'm like, holy shit, I want to play this. Come, I'm spoiling, I guess. We'll talk about it a sec. Uh, coming out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So everything. Uh, and we'll get into that in a sec. Uh, Blazing Chrome... Coming out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC July 11th. Sky Children of Light, uh, which is seems to be um, like Journey-esque. It's one of those games where you kind of just move forward and you experience something. Coming out on iOS July 11th, which was actually kind of interesting because we watched to see what the hell it was before we talked about it. And it, I thought graphically it looked really good. Although I guess I might be behind on what phones can accomplish with games nowadays because I don't play on my they can phone. Do pretty good. Ever just, so, just a control issue for most games. Then at the end of the month we start getting into heavy hitters, so I better have money saved. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders Two, the one that's going to have co-op, four-player, uh, coming out on PS4 and Switch. Only those two, July twelfth, so mid-month. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. I had no idea this was coming out this quick. Uh, coming out to Switch exclusively, which is fucking crazy. July 19th. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, also exclusively on Switch, obviously. July 26th. And then we have Kill a Kill If, or Kill a Kill IF. I think it's IF. PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC, July 26th, which I think is a fighting game. Yep. And then Wolfenstein Youngblood on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC, July 26th. It would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird to read Stadia still. And I still don't see anybody hype for Stadia. Um, so good luck with yeah. that, Google. I'm sure they'll be able to spend some money to get that thing to I'll sell. i say they got the money. <laughs> yep. And a lot of other things that I want to talk about. Uh, yeah. So, um, out of these games, what sticks out for you? What doesn't? And uh, what are you strip just not fucking interested in? And you would love to see burn in a fucking dumpster. Uh, I don't think I have that strong of a negative feeling towards anything. On the I list, was just so. testing and seeing. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we can get it out of you today. Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers obviously is a big one for me. I already bought it. Already beaten. I bought the Clark's edition. You can go back the last episode and watch me unbox it uh, yeah check that out let's see so outside of that because we already spoke on it i am curious about soul Surf, but i want to see um actual gameplay and hear opinions on that before i pull the trigger on something like that i am so curious about that because like i said i just found out about recently and in case any of you know from back in the day there was a game called act razor that was on super nintendo and it is a game that I always forget about, and I forget the name. And I'll be like, what's that game with the top-down map? And you build a town, but it's a 2D 
platformer game, blah, 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 ActRaiser. And I actually loved that game back in the day. This is like a sole successor, a spiritual successor um, to uh, ActRaiser. It's pretty much the same game, only new. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Like you, I'd like, I want to, because this game could easily be awful. Oh, yeah, easy. <laughs> the, I mean, these guys aren't building up to this. There's like, you guys remember that game? Here's, here's yeah, Soul Here it is. Blech. We haven't been talking about it, so here, here it is. It could fucking suck. Yeah. So curious, though, for sure. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2, unless they just say it's completely awful, which I doubt. There's a demo. Is it out right now? Oh, yeah, I already played it. Oh, well, I guess I need to do that. Anyways, I'm buying that game. I own Dragon Quest Builders 1, so uh, I didn't beat it. I kind of wish I would have, but at this point, I'm just going to play Dragon Quest Builders 2. It has co-op, four-player, all your characters you can dress up differently, look different. They've got that Kira Toriyama look to them. You can build fucking houses and uh, do landscapes and shit. You can put items in your house, like a bathtub. You can get your little fucking dude in that bathtub, and he just sits there. Just, and just be jer- a girl. I almost said Gerald. Gerald of Ribia. Gerald. Um, it's very cool looking. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it'll be a blast. I, I really liked Dragon Quest Builders. Unfortunately, that came out around the time I think a bunch of other stuff did. And I got very distracted. Every game ever. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, is something I am very curious in as well. Um, I don't know if I'll buy that day one, but I do plan on buying it in at some point because I do want to play it. The reason I'm not going to buy it day one is because the next game is day one for me, which is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, that will probably kill any other uh, game's ability to be played on the Switch for me at the time because I will be cracking the hell out on that one. Um, kill Kill, I'm like really curious about because I love the anime, but I don't, I don't necessarily love buying anime games i've seen one episode yeah and you've watched some of gurren logan but which is cool um i i don't know i we, i don't have we watched gameplay of it. it looks pretty meh it looks pretty meh for sure but that doesn't mean much for anything because fighting games don't always look as good as they feel i'm just not in so. those fighting games that's like this where yeah. you're fighting in this direction it's kind of dag- it's like the dragon ball z games and shit mm-hmm. i don't like that i'm not into it yeah, I'm not super into it either, but we'll see. That's another thing. I'll, I'll like if people are like, "Oh, it's really fun," I might pick it up, but we'll see. very likely I'm not going to. And then if you get a six out of ten across the board, would you pick it up? Seven, eight. Where's your line? I think the higher the review, obviously, the more likely be to pick it up. Where's your bottom line, though? Well, probably a six would be my bottom, and then that's not sixty dollars for me necessarily. Sure. So. So we'll see. I, it really is going to come down to how I feel when it comes out and what the reception and whatnot is. So, um, and Wolfenstein Youngblood is uh, something I do want to pick up. Uh, I need to play the other Wolfenstein in They're general, but so good. this one has co-op, so that's going to be kind of a, a easy sell for me. Can we looking for BJ Blaskovich? Yeah, da terribly. That's that's it for me. Uh, everything else, if I didn't mention it. I, it's not that I hate it. It's that I don't really have an interest or it hasn't grabbed me. So, And I don't really play too many mobile games. All right. So, you know, I'm really excited for Shadowbringer. So I went ahead and picked it up back before July 2nd. So I have that. Uh, Stranger Things 3, not so much. I don't care about that. Uh, Teppin, don't know what the fuck it is. Sea Solitude, I'm curious about, but it's getting like sevens, which is pretty good for an indie game. But people are saying that it has 
monotony issues. Like they said, it's got cool features at first, but it doesn't really evolve from that point. And it gets kind of like same shit over and over and over again, which is kind of a common problem with a lot of indie games because budget reasons, people, the amount of people working on it, you might not be able to fully realize the game you're trying to make. So, but you know, uh, it, it looked cool. I liked uh, the visual style to it. Soul Seraph, I'm on the same um, page as you. I want to hear what people have to say on that because I'm absolutely interested in the idea of having a new act raiser. Um, but um, it could suck. So I don't know. Uh, Blazing Chrome, have no idea. Sky Children of Light, have no idea. Dragon Quest Builders 2 is the game I've been waiting for. I will be picking that up for sure. I was going to pick up Dragon Builders, uh, the original one, but I really wanted co-op in it. And they're like, we have no fucking plans for co-op at all so drop that shit right fucking now so i did i dropped that shit right now and then they're like but we're gonna be putting it in dragon builders 2 dragon quest builders 2 so they did looks awesome and uh in between the time that the last one came out yeah, and this one say. came out i became a huge fan of dragon uh quest uh with dragon yeah. quest 11 it's one of my favorite jrpgs of all time like top five easy so uh i'm a lot a lot a lot more interested in anything that has that name on it in fact i went back and played dragon quest builders uh your copy a while ago and i was like what the fuck why didn't i play this it's before fun. um it's neat but <laughs> i'm waiting on that one because that one sounds fucking dope it's just a more updated game yeah so. it's hopefully the better one yeah. of the two but if i love it you know enough I'll, i will go back and play the other one Whatever the fuck I got time. I got so many fucking games I want to play. All long form games I'm, I'm into right now. I'm like, I just want to live in a world right now. I don't want to fucking do this temporary bullshit. Um, <laughs> Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. I'm very interested in picking that up. We just watched a video real quick before filming to kind of like get an idea of what it looked like just so it was fresh. And it looks really fun. Although Game Informer said this weird thing. Just call them out real quick. They're like... Uh, a big surprise to I think they said like male gamers is the mm. girls actually play really well. They said I'm gonna upset the internet. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and the gr the girl characters are fun to play, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking? Why, why about? Why would that be upsetting? Why? Yeah. yeah. What are you create trying to pretend there's controversy in some way? I'm so sick of that shit. I fucking hate the the game journalists and shit. They're fucking dumb. Anyway. Everyone who's interested in the game is very excited for that. I'm sure they're very excited to play the female characters as well as the male char characters. It looks really fun uh, to me. And um, again, you know, that's a Switch exclusive. That's awesome. And uh, I can't wait to play that. Um, Fire Emblem, Three Houses. So excited. That's my most hyped game of this month easily. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we read a thing right before this that said that uh, completing one of the houses takes 80 hours. Hmm. That's a big fucking game. And there's three storylines. Ooh. So, yeah, they said it would take about 200 hours to be a completionist. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. That's my most hyped game of this month easily. Um, kill a Kill, I don't care about. And uh, no disrespect, I just don't have an affinity for the anime or the game didn't look that great. Wolfenstein Youngblood, uh, I've been very excited for. I love the Wolfenstein games, particularly the newer ones are great. Played this at E3, had issues technically with it, um, which kind of was like, ah, fuck, but that, you know, demo unit. But at the same time, also, when I was playing with the guys playing with, who was not that great at the game, because um, it's a co-op game, a lot of really cool stuff to it. Um, it takes a long time to kill enemies, like almost too much. Kind of reminds me like Gears of War. In the sense of like just unloading into shit. Really? Yeah. And I was like, and a lot of them were like, not even like, like 
in Wolfenstein, you're going in most id games, you're gonna fight some big thing at some point. It's gonna take a lot of bullets, and that's fun. That's kind of like a shtick for them. With this though, there's like dudes just running around in like fucking like Nazi suits with like barely anything on with guns. And I was unloading into them and their health bar was just like and I was like, I, I was like, this can't be right. I don't feel like this is even if like both of us were unloading the same person, it's taking forever. I was like, this doesn't feel correct. I feel like somebody fucked something up yeah. in that demo. So that's not attractive. Sounding. Yeah. So that kind of worried me, but I also don't know where we were in the story, in the game during the demo and all that shit. So, right. you know, I don't know, but I'm still going to pick it up because I love the other ones and doing this in co-op will be awesome. And they actually have like cooperative things outside of just shooting shit together. So I, I always enjoy when people go here, we play with people. Let's make you work together. Yeah. So really cool. Um, but yeah, all in all July is looking pretty good. Uh, only you know t- all the shit I want is dropping like all at once within like a two week period yeah just right at the end of the uh, end of the month or fucking just eh. here's all those games that are gonna be long as fuck to play yeah fortunately <laughs> I did play Shadowbringers already yeah you knocked that part. out I mean obviously I'm doing my daily login stuff and I'm trying to knock out Final Fantasy X right now yeah I gotta do that next and then Plus games, like we already kind of said, should be pretty easy. So Pretty easy, yeah. Because yeah. Detroit, I think you can beat in a weekend easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anything else you want to add to that? Um, Just a little surprised to see such a strong month in the middle of summer. Yeah. Because summer is usually the slow season. So Next month's looking a lot uh, more. There's a couple things on there. There's there's a, we'll talk about that one. one. Yeah, so there's one game in there I want to pick up. There's yeah. like four. Definitely Life is Strange 2, Episode 4. I'm very excited for that. <laughs> yeah. Let us know in the comments, though, what do you think about July's offerings. Are you picking up uh, Soul Seraph, fucking Dragon Quest Builders 2, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, Fire Emblem? Are you picking up Fire Emblem? If you haven't played that, play it. It's very good. Wolfenstein, I'm sure a lot of you guys are very excited for that. And uh, Deep Play, Final Fantasy 14, Shadowbringers out. Join our free company. Tasty Loot Gaming, Coral on Crystal. <laughs> yeah. we can we can do some dungeons together all right uh let's know in the comments though everything you think about when it comes to this month's offerings uh last topic that we may do a disservice to let us know in the comments we're going to be covering shortly uh tenocon what was shown off with uh was tenocon right tenocon okay yeah uh, i was reading those like what wait is it what is this so we're gonna be watching the cinematic trailer that was shown off at tenocon 2019 uh we haven't seen this no Apparently, they are making an effort to uh, tell, like, story before Warframe. It's going to be like, uh, this is supposed to be, like, uh, before what we're playing. Okay. It's like a prequel, but I guess they're going to start making cinematic missions that are going to start, like, telling even... Well, like, they're already pretty much do that, but I think they're going to be uh, elaborating further on the story. It's expanding it more. Okay. Which is, you know, something I think everyone definitely wants. Uh, and then we're going to be watching uh, Mogamu do a Tenocon 2019 recap uh, for time's sake. If you guys want further reaction and analysis, we can at some point uh, do a stream and watch the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so let us know in the comments. If you watch this, go, what the fuck? You didn't even look up this thing. Let us know in the comments. We'll cover it. I have, um, I have a disclaimer as well. Um, at least for me. I haven't played this game in a very long time at this point. So... Yeah, we're behind a little bit. Yeah, through... Through reacting to this, uh, if I say something that either exists or is wrong, it, I'm ignorant at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't got to explain it too much. So. We're just bought, we haven't played in a while, so yeah. uh, we will be catching up. And 
I hope to hop back in um, because they keep adding shit. And I'm like, fuck, fuck. Although some of the stuff I'm hearing about this uh, upcoming content sounds really fucking cool. Uh, yeah, so before we get into this, just to kind of get us warmed up, uh, I'm sure Mogami will go over this better than me, but uh, I was looking at GameSpot, um, and uh, they talked about what was shown off uh, real quick, so I'm just going to read it out. You can kind of get an idea, and then we'll go into this okay. not completely blind. Um, so yeah, anyway, they said, uh, since its debut in 2013, Warframe has grown past its simple, that doesn't matter. Um, at Tenocon 2019, the annual community event celebrating all things Warframe, developer Digital Extremes revealed what's to come for the evolving online game in 2019 and beyond. Along with a new cinematic quest line, yet another open world setting, and an update on the new ship combat mode known as Empyrean, uh, the developers also revealed a new cinematic sequence to help ease new players into the game. During the closing Tenocon presentation, Digital Extremes unveiled a new cinematic trailer detailing events before the game, focusing heavily on three starter frames, which is something we're going to watch. What did I leave off? Excalibur, Volt, and Mag. In collaboration with film director and totally rad show Alum Dan Trachtenberg, whose past works include 10 Cloverfield Lane and the upcoming Uncharted film, the new CG trailer aims to offer context for the game's expansive universe and overarching uh, narrative. The trailer is unlike anything that Warframe has shown before. Uh, we also got to see some new updates for the core game systems, which includes new installment of the cinematic quest line. In the trailer for The New War, it revealed that the next cinematic quest will focus on the new threat that comes to Earth. Uh, we don't know anything about that because we're behind. Moreover, the developers also teased the next open world expansion called the Duviri Paradox. If I'm saying that incorrect, let me know. Uh, not much was shown about the new setting, but it does seem to present one of the most visually distinctive areas to explore in Warframe yet. The highlight of the main presentation at TennoCon 2019 was re-reveal of the upcoming gameplay mode focusing on large-scale ship combat. According to creative director Steve Sinclair, uh, this new gameplay mode is all about the connection with other players and core features of the game. This new activity is called Empyrean, um, and it'll have a squad of players collectively control ship to face off against AI ships and rival players in your clan dojo. You can customize your railjack. Um ship outfit outfitting it with new weapons engine upgrades and even decorations you can also recruit new members and interact with some of the new characters that will be introduced in the update however a new aspect of the empyrean that digital extreme showed off was multi-layered objectives along with controlling the ship as a squad select players can exit the ship and enter derelict ships and secure resources and clear goals during that time the away team uh, of other players will still coordinate with players on the ship and crew can even offer support. Another new feature that was shown off was Squad Link, which will allow clanmates and friends playing in different modes to assist one another in the demonstration players in the Plains of Eidolon could take on missions in the open world that will directly help other members of the team fighting in in or fighting it out in space. It felt very much like something out of Rogue One Star Wars story, and seeing it play out goes to show how much Warframe uh, has evolved over the years. There's typos all over this fucking thing. So for some reason, um, yeah. And then they showed uh prime Wukong variants like that. So he'll go into more details. Just wanted to let you know quickly all the shit that they're, they're adding. So, um, anything you want to say before we watch this trailer? <laughs> I mean, and we, we say it all the time, but 
the the game is it's always impressive to see how much it continues to grow still that railjack shit is sounding fucking dope i i just can't believe that you know the game used to be you know surviving in a hallway mm-hmm. and now look where that's what it, was, it used to be called so yeah i don't know i mean obviously it'll be it'll mean more to me when i i see it i'm mm-hmm. I have a hard time being read too so but mm-hmm. it it does sound uh i mean it sounds neat i i just i'd have so much catch up these features are, are kind of like way over my head right now so. they are making efforts though to try and streamline how you go through the game it seems like the and this is was the biggest hurdle in my opinion uh specifically with Playing the game since it came out, we played like in the fucking beta of the game before yeah. it even released. So we've seen the whole evolution of the game. Um, getting people to hop in now, even now, is is easier than it was before, um, but still pretty difficult. Yeah. So it seems like that is a hurdle that they're trying to make easier and better um, with a lot of updates, which I think is important. Some people kind of complain about it. I've heard people are like, oh, stop, stop worrying about that, blah, blah, blah. We're here playing it. And I get that. But at the same time, you want to grow your community and get more people playing it. It is important to have a proper um, introduction and tutorial and uh, ways to get people invested early on to stay playing. Because obviously the game's got real deep fucking... Well, go ahead, sorry. It's just, there's a lot to the game. So once you get invested, it keeps you there. But you got to get to the point where you do get invested. It's a real big problem or uh, thing you got to deal with with a free to play or games as a service model, anyways, is um, people are going to leave and come back and stuff. And um, or they'll leave and you got to replace those people, new people. So, I mean, like they do have to constantly change and evolve the game. And yeah, that, that for some people that might be a, a turnoff for them. Um, it, but if it is netting them more players in the long run, that's kind of what they need to stay alive. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously there's a good and bad way to do that as well. You don't want to alienate the people who were there for you to make the game grow in the first place, but you have to be inviting for new people as well. So, although I will always say if you have dedicated players to a game, they need to be prioritized Yeah, because they're the ones that you already got. Yeah. So, um, well, you I, have to be safe about getting new because I've heard plenty of people who play Warframe recently say that they don't like where things are going and I've heard all different opinions, whatever. And the big complaint I keep hearing is that they're worried more about new players than the old players. And the old players want certain systems to come back and I get that. And as much as I try to be understanding and go, you got to bring in new people though because you want that community to stay healthy. You also... I see too many people alienate their established yeah. communities. It happens all the time with everything nowadays. And it drives me nuts because I'm like, those are your people, though. So, like, you already got them. They've been around. Yeah. So make them happy. Keep them happy. And introduce things that can bring in new people um, as fast as you can, but at a slower rate than taking care of your people you already got. Yeah. Yeah. The only, it's tricky. The only big complaint I've heard, and, I, and like I said, I'm out of the loop, so... Um, I haven't been like looking to see what people were saying or anything, but I did catch uh, essentially people were talking about missing the old void and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. People yeah. keep talking about that. And I'm confused on that one personally because I don't have like a personal attachment to, to that. I liked it. I, I did too, but I also don't think the, the change was that bad for me at least. So, but I'm speaking for myself, not the community, obviously. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel indifferent. 
I guess yeah. is the best way to put that. But we're out of the loop, so yeah. we're not the best to be talking about it. No, hundred percent. And I and I want I wanted to make sure to emphasize that before I even said anything. Mm-hmm. I just um, I, I I guess I don't understand the mentality of wanting to do the old system so bad. So I think you know you you did something you liked it you're used to it. They might have introduced something new, and you're not having as much fun as you used to. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not part of that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, let's the comments. Uh, your opinion on that, because every time I bring it up, people have a lot to say on it. So uh, it's definitely um, a thing for sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe next year during the month of TennoCon, let's just make that month a Warframe month, and that can be our game of the month or something. Um, yeah. So we're gonna watch the cinematic trailer, which is gonna be like uh, I, I I haven't watched it yet, but it's like a prequel or it's like before. It's during an event. Um, that uh, they've talked about before. Um, and uh, I think it'll be explained when we watch it. So. Okay. Uh, it's supposed to be unlike any, anything they've done, though, when it comes to trailers like that. So that's pretty exciting. Anything you want to say before we watch this? No. All right. Uh, watching this Warframe cinematic trailer, Tenocon 2019 HD 1080p. Wow. Three, two, one, and go. Well, they got like a director, director to, to wake you. direct this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not used to seeing this kind of CGI when it comes to It's the Grenier. But there's still hope. The Tenno. Monuments of an ancient warrior caste. Scattered across frail worlds. What's up, Hoppers? This is cool. I hope to see more stuff like this. Oh. 
Rest in peace, Stanley Kubro. Alright, what do we think? Uh it was neat to see. Um there's definitely, you know, a little bit of, of a story in there, but it was mostly obviously like it seemed more like an action piece, which is cool. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um there was some good choreography done, especially towards the end where the, all three of them were going. Yeah. I actually like that part better than the individual showcase. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, I agree. But I mean otherwise, yeah, it's neat. I I kind of surprised to see it still but um yeah, it was it was a good treat yeah I feel so yeah it's just crazy to see de grow to the point where you know they're able to make this game so fucking big and then be able to create six minute cinematics like that for sure um 
so I agree. It was a really cool treat to watch. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked the music. I liked the way it was done. Um, the, the fight choreography was a lot better towards the end for sure. Um, but I kind of liked the, uh, kind of like what you were saying. It definitely is kind of like, um, if you're not playing Warframe, you could watch that and kind of get a sense of like, Oh shit. You know, it's space ninjas doing space stuff for sure. Um, but, uh, I, I thought it was really cool. I'd love to see more like that. Um, you know, I see a lot of free to play, big free to play games put out like some really impressive, uh, CGI trailers or just like music videos and stuff like that. And uh, it's really cool to see DE doing that as well um, because uh, I think Warframe is one of the best, if not the best free to play game out there. Uh, so, you know, um, having stuff like that just kind of grows that, celebrates the game. And uh, I thought it was done really well. I, like I said, I'd like to see more of those done. Um, and uh, hopefully they add stuff like that um, to the game itself when you're playing it. And you get cinematic stuff like that, stuff like that because uh, it's fun to watch. I liked it. Yeah, though I imagine it might be difficult with the amount of frames, how to make that work. But yeah, well, but if they do like flashbacks or something like that, when it comes to like the story, yeah, um, you could still just do fixed uh, stuff like that because they already have cinematics in the game. They've added that, um, and they're all neat. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that CGI stuff, uh, telling like a. a, a broader story i think is a really cool way to do it so yeah they always take the same like kind of approach is a weird example to bring in but 14 when they do cg promotional materials there's just a character that represents you the player Mm -hmm. and they could always do something like that too so yeah luckily there are like i mean those are like you know the the main some of the og tenno Mm. uh or warframes um very unlikely you don't have one of the three yeah 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 uh the starter ones so it makes sense for them to be in that um but you know if you're playing a storyline and fucking it's elaborating on you know one of the warframes and it goes back to something with them and you have like a, a cinematic i think it'd be really cool mm-hmm. to put in uh you know per or even implement them into uh missions that have already existed and you go back and replay them yeah. or something like that so pretty cool uh let us know in the comments what you think about the cinematic um let us know any information on it that we might have missed i'm sure there's plenty and uh yeah let us know what you thought of it all right so we're gonna go uh through and watch mogamu talk about a recap of what happened at tenocon and again if you want us to watch it we can make that happen um we're just trying to get this episode done and out so uh he's gonna go over this uh give us his opinions i'm assuming and we'll talk about it so uh anything you'll say no i I mean i'm completely in the dark so yeah that's well that's why i read the thing i just wanted you to kind of get a brief idea of stuff we're jumping into so uh all right let's do it in three two one and go Hey guys, this is Magamu and Tenocon. There it is. There you have it. If you had a chance to watch it yesterday, then this video is going to be somewhat of a summary. If you completely missed Tenocon, hopefully we can go through some things. But in this video, we're breaking it down because Tenocon is, of course, the opportunity of the I year think this has for to us to know everything is coming to Warframe, even if it doesn't perfectly come the way they present it. So you can decide if you're still going to be interested in the game or if you're new to the game. Are you going to get into this? Because I know tons and tons of people sign up when Tenocon happens. So huge boost of new players. And hopefully a video like this will break it down so you can understand what these announcements are as a new player. And maybe we can contextualize some of these 
these big updates for returning players, right? It's kind of the well, dual purpose of this video, all right? So let's break this down. TennoCon 2019. So we had a bunch of things that happened. We had a cinematic trailer. We had a teaser for the new war, which this was teased last year as well, but we saw a little bit more of a trailer for this. And we've got some more information for the new war. We saw a ton of stuff for Railjack, and Railjack is going to be real dense. That's a whole discussion. That might end up being a different video. We got the Duviri Paradox. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. The Duviri Paradox was, in the beginning, the Plains of Duvari, but now it's the, the Duviri Paradox. And I think that's most of it. So, let's go through this. So, first of all, the thing I've been talking about for the last few days... The Warframe cinematic trailer. This is made by, and I'm sorry, Dan, I'm going to butcher your last name here, Dan Trachenberg. And if you guys have never seen 10 Cloverfield Lane, I, I don't know what you're doing. Like, that's my favorite thing in, like, the Cloverfield universe. Like, it's a lot more local and good, and he directed that, and it's really good. Also, Uncharted is going to be coming out. He's directing that as well, so this guy is really freaking good. Now, the cinematic trailer is basically early game so when you first install warframe this should be the thing that plays all the way up until when you pick your first warframe so everybody who always talks about the new player experience i don't understand what we're fighting for i don't know what's happening this trailer aims to kind of set up new players and introduce them to the game again all the way up until they picked their first warframe introduced the lore it's got a little bit of a spoiler in there but that's fine it introduces the lore, it sets up the Warframes, it sets up the universe, and it sets it up in a way that that's pretty clean. Like, the quality on this is, like, League of Legends type clean. Like, this is pretty good. Uh, there are some interesting little treats in the trailer. Like, you see Orkin level Grenier, like, actual Grenier uh, with the Orkin armor on him. So, the mm -hmm. old Grenier. You see Dax soldiers actually fighting out in the fields and Tenno tearing them to shreds. And you can see Dax ships or what are essentially Oricon ships. So tons and tons of visual stuff that we haven't really seen before. And new players are going to see this as soon as they install the game. Very, very interesting. Uh, we do get to see the three starter frames, Excalibur, Volt, and Mag. Mag is doing some weird stuff that, that the Warframe doesn't do. But the interesting thing about this trailer is not only is Mag going to get updated to what she's doing in the trailer, but a lot of people are asking for a lot of the movement and the combat in this trailer to make it into the game and i totally agree with that there are some really cool things in this trailer that can be incorporated back into actual gameplay so it all fits together nicely so we don't depends get depends on saying, what they're talking about specifically the game doesn't actually look like that right yeah. we don't want that from new players the next thing is the new war all right so again we've known about this for about a year and the general gist of it is the new war is the next cinematic quest i'm thinking it's going to be the next cinematic quest the general theme is the sentient are invading uh if you guys aren't familiar with the current part of the story and this is not much of a spoiler there's a lot of stuff that happened with the lotus uh the lotus is gone and this is like the story has just been sitting in this spot for a while the point of this is that the lotus has to choose at some point she's got to choose between her starting family which are essentially the sentients which in this story are contextualized as almost like godlike figures in the Warframe universe, which is kind of cool because Warframe has this crazy like 
Eastern mythos and setting the sentient up as gods. It's like a godlike family. That that's pretty interesting. That that's the route they're going. So the Lotus is going to be choosing between her sentient family and essentially her post Natal life as Lotus, and that's the general gist of the story. And we'll be fighting and kind of doing that with the story. There are some really cool things in here. The thing is that there's going to be a new sentient tile set. We saw some of that. Oh, that's cool. During Tenocon. Yeah. There are going to be tons of new looking. enemies. Oh, yeah. Mostly, uh, well, all of them are going <laughs> to be I'm just stoked to see new tile sets. Sentient enemies with guns. Sentient enemies that seem like they may fly around or crawl around. You've got what is essentially, I don't know if I can say this without being demonetized, a genital monster. That's weird. And according to DE, this is going to have some difficulty. So... One of my biggest things I worried about coming into Tenocon is that it was going to be all for the newer or casual players and really nothing for the sweaty tryhard player. So apparently New War will have some content that's a little bit more difficult for people that's who are to looking hear. for that difficulty. So we'll see. They'd say that, but we'll see once that happens. Um, this is supposed to be released sometime in Christmas. So we're going to be waiting what is essentially about, what, another five months for this. So around Christmas, but... The trailer itself doesn't really show a lot. They did have to say a lot of what this actually was on stage. So it makes sense. It's a new level. It's more of an expansion. It's not just another 30 minute quest. What they're hoping to do is really expand with more tile sets, more enemies, and maybe add some higher level content and say in game, maybe some higher level content. And the story of course is coming with it. So that's the new war. The next thing up, update this is so dense, this. I really should be making this into a video, but let's just try to get through it. So the next thing they showed was Railjack, and this was by far the longest part of the show because a lot happened during Railjack and a lot is part of Railjack. So I got to break this up. So there are essentially three components of Railjack that I feel like you can kind of break this up into. This is almost something like the first a part game. is the gameplay. Yeah. The second part is what I'm calling loading screen 2.0. That's you can really call it cool. Star Map 2.0, but we'll just call it loading screen 2.0. And the third thing is the new engine, which ironically crashed. Um, the interesting thing about the new engine, let's start there, is they are redoing Warframe's engine, which I find interesting because they're always doing something new with that Warframe, shit. As yeah. good of a game as it is, it's always going to be limited by the technology Ever its own. Like for instance. For them to get the open worlds, they had to really rip the engine up and add more technology. And now that they want to take the game into outer space, they've got to rip the engine up again to do it. So, And the cool thing about that is we know that the PS5 has some really interesting like hard drive technology where you can seamlessly load worlds. So I would imagine that they want to start working on getting the game Probably. ready for the next generation of consoles and this is a good they way got to do a heads it up before we did i'm sure all right so mm -hmm. the other two things of course are gameplay and loading screen 2.0 let's talk about the well both of those i want i want to give steve credit here because i feel like steve gets it because during the show he says that he doesn't want to just create a new open world he wants to create something that binds and glues the universe together we wanted to do something different this year uh, I didn't want to say, Tenocon after Tenocon, here's another open world uh, for you guys. And uh, Smart. silence, everyone's just waiting. What the <laughs> hell is he going to say? Uh, what the hell is he talking about? We don't want to, this year to be talking about uh, expansion. We want to be talking about 
connection. So if you think about what we do with open worlds, uh, they are a classic expansion. It's like an island. And so we ship the island out, and we ask you to leave the other parts of the game and kind of come to the island for a while and ignore it. Uh, and Empyrean is the yeah. opposite of leaving the island. Empyrean is all about connection. And that's what I've been saying for a long time, that we don't want just gameplay for Railjack. We want something that feels like, like you're living in a Warframe universe and you're flying in outer space and you're running these missions and it feels connected. So let's come back to the loading screen. What they did show for gameplay for Railjack is the first thing are, is they're expanding the landing craft of Warframe the part where you modify your Warframe, you do different things before you go on a mission. That's bigger. This is actually the second time they've made the landing craft bigger. They added a sunroof, so apparently we're pimping the landing craft some type of way there. And if you want to actually get the larger ship, the Railjack, you have to do it from the clan dojo. Now, the weird thing about this is they're still trying to balance the way rewards are going to work from being a solo player all the way up to a team player because you can have a solo clan. And they want to make sure the rewards make sense between solo and team play. So they're still working on that. We don't have any answers for that yet. You can modify and boost the Railjack, your actual spaceship. Now, I do like this because I didn't like that Arcwing focused so much on leveling. The Railjack is not really going to focus on leveling and dealing more damage. It's going to be more based around boosting, modifying, and changing things mid-combat. So... It's not about how much damage you do as much as it is about managing the resources of the ship, which I think is kind of cool. They did show a ton of space combat. Uh, the space combat is on the ship, people on the ship shooting guns and turrets and things, all the way to the away teams pushing off of the ship, flying in outer space with, the, with your arc wing, as well as flying onto other maps. I do want to talk about that because that's something I find super cool. Now, the thing is, the weird thing is, I personally would never stay back on the ship and manage the ship and shoot turrets. But after talking to a bunch of other Warframe players, apparently a lot of people would be into that. So, I feel yeah, like it's going to be interesting because yeah. you have different types of players who are going to want to do different types of roles, which surprises me because I don't I love that they're going to really mix it up like so that. We're going to see how people react to that. I just personally, I would rather be part of the away team, but apparently there are tons of people. You know what? In the comment section, let me know. Would you rather be a part of the away team that flies off of the ship and goes and does the mission and, and does the landing party thing? Or would you prefer to I also be love that they made the Arcwing managing the resources, and it just was kind of like uh, shooting the, and now it's like almost supplementary like like, to real which jack. part of the team would you like to be a part well, of and it was a transportation mode they also showed hijacking enemy ships out, that was pretty cool I don't know and yeah. the, the game, thing so. you, that yeah I'm just saying like, it's funny that this is going back to it almost feels like it finally fits something landed on the Oricon tile set is the idea of everything being connected and this is where I think Steve is right as far as this not just being gameplay but it being loading screen 2.0. Right now, Warframe is really, really divided. If you want to do different mission types, you've got to go to the planes of Eidolon, but you've got to go back to your ship. It does definitely feel things, fragmented in that sense. Last time mission, I played. Yeah. It's like, go here to do these, once go over there to do that. modified your ship, once you've changed things up, once you've gotten all the resources out of outer space, the only thing that's going to be left non-content-wise is what did Railjack bring to the game? And the cool thing is, that they do want to bring that connectivity 
of making the universe feel more together, like you're actually out in space, running missions, going to different planets and making the universe feel like bigger and lived in instead of it just being this static little landing craft that you click maps and you go there and you come back and it loads the screen, right? So I'm really happy that that's where they're going. That's cool. It's it's really great that they definitely get that. Now, within that, they also showed the Kingpin system, which it's been about three years since they originally showed this. The Kingpin system in Warframe is essentially based off of the Nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor. If you remember that, you had a bunch of different bosses in the game and the more you interacted with those bosses, you'd kill some, uh, some would kill you, they'd get stronger, and essentially the enemies in the game would be crafted around you as the player. And they've been trying to do this for a while. Now, the way it's gonna work in Warframe is that when you kill an enemy with an ability, that enemy will learn from it and it'll get stronger and it'll be based on you. Now, they didn't say if you could have multiple enemies, but at least one enemy will change when you kill that enemy, which is a head scratcher because what if you kill it with a sword? I don't really know how that's going to work. And I think that's great because Warframe can get a little static unless you add more dynamic stuff. That's kind of why I think the Stalker and some of the more dynamic bosses did add more content to yeah, the game. Yeah, I always Instead liked the more dynamic stuff. Instead of boss sitting on a planet somewhere. So I do like the dynamic Shadow of Mordor style Kingpin system. And I think this would be a good thing for the game long run. Um, the other thing is that I'm really hoping and I'm just, I'm really hoping that they mentioned Kuva as far as the new Kingpin system. I'm really hoping that it turns into a Kuva form or a way for you to get more Kuva because I definitely still have ribbons in Warframe that I haven't like rolled into the things I want. So another source of Kuva would be nice because the game could be a little bit stingy. With yeah, Kuva. I've heard that. Now, the final thing that happened at Tenocon, and by far, my guys, the weirdest thing that happened at Tenocon was the Duviri Paradox. Now, the Duviri Paradox used to be the Plains of Duvari or whatever it is, but at this point, I'm not, I don't think anyone even knows what this is. This is like the weird moment. This is Warframe's Kojima Death Stranding moment. Like, you can tell they definitely watched Death Stranding before they made this. Now, this is a trailer, so there's no actual gameplay, so this is just going to be pure speculation about what this actually is because we don't know. We don't know what this is. Uh, but if I were to just speculate based on what we saw in the trailer, it seems like there's going to be some type of new void area. We don't know if it's an open world or if it's a tile set or just some small isolated area, but there's a new void area because leaving Railjack, there's a void storm that sends you there. And then once you get there, you can see off in the distance the Zarman 10-0. Now, if you're not familiar with the lore, the Zarman 10-0 is the spaceship that essentially turned the Tenno into the super-powered space gods that they are. And if you're familiar with the lore, then you can kind of see that ship and you know what you're looking at. That ship also shows up in some of the other quests. But this is the first time I think you see it it, fully rendered out. Another cool thing, which definitely is giving me the Death Stranding vibe, is the Tenno are aged up. Now, this is where they really got my attention because I'm going to be real with you. I like the idea of the Tenno being young. I think that's a great part of the story. But I find the Tenno kind of annoying. I, I think they definitely can fix that with voice acting. But right now, the idea of an older Tenno, even if it's just for one quest and then they go back to the young Tenno after the quest, that's kind of cool. I kind of want to see a grown-up Tenno. There are other stuff in the trailer like um, that would be there's cool. a new enemy mm-hmm. uh, on a horse. The enemy kind of looks like a Dax soldier, maybe that got manipulated by the Void That's or by crazy some type design. of yeah. because it's just like a scorp- uh, like a skeleton or something. And 
once you kill that enemy, the character rides it like a horse mount. Don't know if that's, that's going to make it into the final game, but it's definitely giving me some Red Dead GTA almost Solid Snake vibes. Like, I'm getting some serious vibes from a lot of open world games, and I'm pretty sure that that's what they're actually going for. So, what this actually is, I'm hoping that it's more than just like some tiny little isolated quest. Hopefully, like, this is like a map, like a place that we can go and run missions or do something that, that thing i read from games hopefully in my opinion world new open world is area something that's going to be different from the rest of the game so when i see that character on that horse i look at that and i go oh man we can actually play as like a human character that's like not like super powerful. even if it's for a brief time you can still use weapons as the operator you can rise ride mounts and if it's just like one little part that we could play i think that'd be fun just one little isolated part of the game uh so that's my hope a new gameplay style I really hope that it shows the man in the wall. Like the man in the wall has been an enemy in this game. Well, an assumed enemy in this game for a while. And DE hasn't really done anything with it. Uh, there is a flash of an enemy at the end. It's really dark. You might have to change the contrast of your monitor. That could be the man in the wall. If it is, that's really cool. Uh, so he says dark. Day, I was like, all right. No, I'm I'm squinting I yeah. Let me get into position. The new war would be in Christmas, but I'm going to be real with you. DE at this point tends to reveal things and then solidify those things to previous year at Tenokan. So if we don't see the Viri like Paradox that, yeah. until late next year, I wouldn't be surprised. So I wouldn't be surprised about uh I wouldn't be too excited about that until they actually show like real like content or, or they show like a release date for it. But it looks pretty cool. So that's Tenokan twenty nineteen. That's everything I saw so far. All of this is based on Ten Alive. I'm not going to talk about the art panels or any of the other panels. This is everything that happened at 10 Live. So I hope this updated you guys. Hopefully the video isn't too long. See you guys in the next yeah, video. That's just trippy looking. Yeah. All right. So a lot of stuff uh, for us, a little out of context, but I, I pretty much got it. Um, a lot of shit. I mean, we say this every year when it comes to TennoCon, um, but they're adding a lot of stuff. Um and uh, one thing I always say about DE um, that I still am going to say again is uh, they're really ambitious and they're not afraid to go for it. And they've shown that since the beginning. This, again, it just tells me like, whereas last year I was like, man, they're really ambitious and they just go for it. They're really ambitious and they're fucking going for it. Right. Um, to rebuild the engine. Again is a scary thing if you know anything about like that i'm not like an expert but i know a little bit about that kind of stuff and uh to, to do that this far in when they've already been rebuilding certain parts of that for a while and also just knowing not obviously in person but knowing steve from all the things that he's talked about when it comes to working on that game it's not beyond him to want to do that he never seems satisfied which is really cool um but uh that's crazy. Yeah. That was the, one of the big things. There's a lot of big things, but that particularly when I heard that, I was like, really? Fuck. But it makes sense because they are going in a different direction in some ways, and they are opening the game up uh, already, in my opinion, bigger than they should have been able to go with what they had. Mm. Um, they've really made this game into something else. And now that they're talking about trying to make it less compartmentalized, less fragmented, and more... Um, Shared across the board. It makes sense to get that engine able to do that because 
like we've said a million times, that game originally was just like tile sets you're running through and killing shit. Right. And now they're trying to open it up uh, and have not only open world areas, but things that are connective between those. Um, as Mugamu said, you know, fucking loading screen 2.0. Um, they're trying to make it all feel like there's something in between. And um, you're going to have to make that engine be able to do that because it was not built for that. It's, it's funny how we're seeing that pretty much industry wide, though. Uh, there's a huge push for that right now to kind of just like make loading screens less like loading screens or to get rid of them altogether if they can, obviously. But Yeah, that's a different discussion, though. Like when it comes to, to this, it's it's more so not necessarily trying to eliminate the loading screen. It's utilizing the loading screen to accomplish that um, consistent world that they don't have built yet. Yeah, they because be, it, it is built the same way as PSO, PSU, fucking uh, Vindictus, any hub based action RPG type games out there where you're in a hub, you connect with each other, and you just go do a mission, which I love those types of games, one of my favorite kind of games out there. But now they're trying to uh, fill it in because they kind of went towards that MMO route of like, okay, now there's an open hub area you can go explore, and now. They're retroactively trying to make a universe yeah. that you're going to be able to explore. And, um, you know, the loading screen makes complete sense to do that. It seems like you're going to be able to actively move around and do stuff while you're actually traveling to places and loading. So that's kind of interesting. Um, so that's super, super ambitious. Um, we were talking about the cinematic. So but that's very cool. I'd like to see more of that. And I think it is cool that that's definitely a way to lead into when you start the game. Um, the railjack thing is awesome. I think that's probably one of the most exciting things about all of it. Um, I was excited about that last year. Uh, it sounds like, you know, uh, they're expanding on it even further. I love the idea of, uh, multi-layered missions where people are staying on the ship. They kind of alluded to that last year when they said like people would invade your ship and you'd invade theirs and you fight each other and shit. But now like you're going off and doing missions or whatever while people are still on the ship that is going to add, a coordination and teamwork that I don't think the game offers um, as well as it could because a lot of the time, especially when you're playing with friends, you just kind of run on hack and slashing shit and talking and having fun, and I enjoy that. But uh, if there's one thing I, I think they could really add to Warframe, it's um, team play in some way, some way to work together, even if they added at some point like mechanics to fights and stuff like that. Not necessarily exactly like an MMO, but things you got to work together to accomplish, which yeah. sounds like this is what that's going to be. Um, I think that would be really fucking cool. Um, the Duveri paradox, uh, even though he said they didn't really allude on what that is, looks really interesting. I don't know if I'd go with Death Stranding as a comparison, but I get where he's coming from. Uh, it's bizarre and weird looking. Um, and I like the design of it. Um, it looks really interesting. Kind of like his idea of saying, like, maybe you just play as the Tenno, um, on that segment. Although GameSpot alluded that it would be an open world. I don't know where they got that from. Um, or if he didn't catch that, I don't know. Let me know in the comments. Um, but that altogether, um, I always kind of like when they tease something. They give you like, oh, this is new shit coming for sure. But then there's also this thing. You're like, oh, fuck, what's that? So we'll find out more about that later. Um, I know they also talked about recently Grendel and Gauss, I think their names are. Two new Warframes. Um, they didn't cover that in that at all. But um, those look awesome. Um, am I missing anything? There's a lot of shit they covered. I mean, you kind of mentioned the three things that I even 
that I at least I took from it was the the railjack segment, the the end part that I'm not even gonna try to say the name right now. Duvery? Yeah. Yeah. And then the uh the cinematic in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Impressions, anything about that? <clears throat> I well, you already said uh we talked about the the cinematic already. Uh mm-hmm. the railjack system, it's nice to see an update on that, see that they've expanded upon it and definitely made it more of a uh multi layered thing, which is very cool to see. Um obviously I'd like to be caught up in the game more so and then actually like maybe try it out to see if I if I'm actually like into the idea of it but I mean mm-hmm. it seems cool um oh the nemesis system as well oh, yeah. I forgot what the fuck they called it but it's that yeah, yeah what do you think of that honestly I have very little opinion about that one um it's it's just a new enemy type essentially it seems like which is cool mm-hmm. and for people who want that more dynamic experience um you know, it's there. Uh, I know, like, he brought up the stalker stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of fighting the stalker myself. I'm not a so. fan of fighting him either, but I liked the dynamic aspect of, like, you don't know if he's going to show up or not. And then he wouldn't. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, and it, it it does add, you know, random or uh, a modifier, essentially, to yeah. your gameplay. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's a cool system. I know a lot of people love that that idea or that system in the... Um, Shadow, Shadow Mordor. Mordor series. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. The really the the big thing for me is is going to be the story aspect of it because I mm-hmm. do that was something I do did really start enjoying about the the game last time I played it was going through the cinematic uh, story driven aspects of the game. I was having more fun with that than I was the the grind part at the at. At the point of the game, I had gotten to because mm. it had just kind of turned into a rinse and repeat for me. Get gear, level gear, raise your rating. Yeah, and uh, it's funny how much uh, depth to the game they've retroactively added to the game. Because mm. I remember, not even that was the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the story. A lot of it was alluded to, and a lot of it became speculative. Mm. I remember going on like forums and shit and reading what people thought happened in the past stuff like that and that was always really interesting so you know when they started finally uh nailing down what the lore is uh you know it's it's been really cool so i do need to catch up with that a bit he said a couple things like oh okay i didn't know that um yeah but uh but that's fine because it's my fault i'm behind uh like i said watching that i was like "Eh, i'm I'm gonna i have it installed always because it's a game i always come back to but um typically when i launch it it'll have some kind of update and i have to wait so i i kind of want to get that going um because I'd like to hop back in and play. But, um, yeah, storyline-wise, they did start doing a really good job with that. And, um, and that's definitely the big thing that I would be looking forward to most out of everything they announced. Is, mm-hmm. It's just more expansion on that aspect of it because I was really enjoying that aspect of the game. Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> as for the Nemesis system, and, again, I forgot the name of it, but uh, you know what I'm talking about. Kingpin. I'm Kingpin, thank you. Um, that looks really cool to me. I'm really excited for that. I like the idea of that. And, again, that's very ambitious. That's not something I would expect. Mm-hmm. Every time they have a big uh, update that they talk about, I never expect it. And that's a great thing. That's not even something I get a lot of times from AAA developers. So every time when they announce something, and I'm like, I had no idea you guys even do that. I didn't think you'd have the balls to fucking make that. Yeah. And they do it. So, um, you know, that's really cool to hear. Also, that new tile set 
Mm-hmm. Uh, also, them talking about hopefully it being more difficult. That is something that people want. It's something I would want. I got to the point when I was last playing that I was pretty much like, everything's really easy. I'm just kind of grinding. It's important when you have a game that has a power creep the way Warframe does. So Yeah. Um, yeah, because you just get to a point where everybody's kind of flipping around, killing shit, completing yeah. the mission, looking for certain things to build your stuff. And that's fine. I like doing that. But um, I kind of you know miss having something to work towards that's a challenge something to to go towards it's not just the grind um so that's really welcoming and new tile sets awesome i i'm always excited for new locations to explore because when you're doing a game for hundreds and hundreds of hours and by doing i mean playing a game um and you're doing the same tile sets over and over again uh you know getting something new is always nice new change uh, scenery change scenery uh new layouts Mm. to have to learn and um new enemies which is always welcome so it's really exciting and uh also the last thing i kind of want to add unless there's something else you want to add is um i love when they first announced like open areas i was like holy shit, this is huge for them and then they did the second one. I was like, that's fucking awesome. I love that before they went too far with that and just kept going hard on that, they took a step back and went, okay, let's connect everything. Yeah. Let's let's start working on uh, putting connective tissue between everything and making everything feel more, I, I, I don't know, streamlined, I guess. Uh, it's a smart thing before you just wear out a good idea. And just go, you liked that? Let's make it again. You like that? Let's make it again. They're not doing that just the third time. Like, here's another fucking open area, which I think people would welcome. But at the same time, um, they're they're thinking about not only just the new content, but systems and yeah. the way the game uh, as it is works. And I think that's one of the reasons why DE's done such a good job with this game is they're literally, they're thinking about every inch of this fucking game. From the design to it, to the content, to how you play it, to how it plays, to how you do things, all the things that don't work, they're always, even sometimes it, you know, it takes a long time or certain aspects get forgotten. They still do a really good job with finally tweaking things to make sense. Uh, the arc wing, you know, uh, was a cool idea, but after a while you're just like, I don't fucking do this. I don't use it very often. Um, it seems like they're finally giving it kind of a, a better purpose in my opinion. Um, and they, they've always been really good about that kind of stuff. So, um, also been really good about making things and forgetting about them though. So well, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes yeah. it takes longer than others with yeah. certain things and sometimes they fix certain things. Um, but they typically, they will still even bring up, you're like, what happened to that? And oh, they're yeah. like, oh yeah, we're, we're still figuring that still out. Still thinking about or it. Or they'll drop something mm-hmm. that's not working. And so they're really, uh, Eyes on the prize, fucking always moving forward company. And it's shown because, again, what they started from and where they're at now, miles apart. Insanely different. Um, There's not a whole lot of games out there you can really point to that reinvented themselves so much. Um, And then took that success and built on it and is still trying to go somewhere even further and crazier. Uh, This game, you know, four years from now, I can't imagine what it's going to be like. Because every year they have some big thing, some new game-changing feature that they add or that they're teasing. Like Mogami said, like normally they'll announce it the next year. They might still be working on it, and they'll talk about it further. So it takes them a while, but um, they are definitely morphing the game into not a different game, but a, a bigger and, and grander experience. Yeah. Um, I do hope 
for all the veteran players, I would be talking for us probably if we were playing actively right now, but for other people who have been playing the game for a long time, I do hope they address all those issues because I said earlier, I think you are the more important uh, players to the game, but of course, any game with people in it needs a community. So you have to value new players as well. Um, so yeah, hopefully that gets addressed. Hopefully there's some cool stuff. I'd love to see them uh, create um, and, and spend time and create something for the people who've been playing for a long time, looking for more challenging stuff to do, more meaningful, longer um, investment things to do. Uh, hopefully they can take a break and kind of figure that out. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, this game just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I am happy to see that they're trying to connect certain things because it was starting to get a little um, daunting, in my opinion, to come back because the compart the fragmentation of the different new features were all separated. And I was like, okay, do I go there? And what, so I'm here. Does this affect that? Like, you know, y you figure it out, but it, it is kind of um, hard to come back to that. Yeah. So if they start connecting everything and making everything more streamlined and more accessible and telling you where to go and how to do things and stuff like that, um, I think uh, it, it would be beneficial to um, veterans returning. So all in all, though, uh, really, really stoked on the new features. And I really I, I'm, I'm going to dive back in soon because um, there, there's two games I've been thinking about a lot lately that I want to hop back into. And that's Monster Hunter World and that's Warframe. So um, which are kind of similar in their hub. They are very similar. Hub based fucking get together with your friends and go do missions. -ness. Um but Yeah. All in all, uh, a lot of really cool stuff that they announced. Anything else you want to say? Not really. Let us know in the comments. What do you think about Tenocon 2019? What was your favorite thing that they announced? What is your least favorite thing? Do you have any concerns about the state of Warframe and where it's going? What would you like to see them fix? Do you like where things are at? Are you new to the game or thinking about playing the game? Uh, and is there anything that we missed that you'd like us to watch or something we did watch, but you'd like to see us go into further? Let us know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Tenocon 2019 Warframe and all the things we talked about uh, in the comments below. That's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast episode 96. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at TastyLooGaming. Check me out on Twitch and only Twitch when I stream at TastySenpai, all one word. We don't have streaming capabilities for probably like another 60 days or some shit like on YouTube. So eventually we will get it back. I used to dual stream and I will do that again if I can. But until then, I'm on Twitch. So come check me out. I'm going to try and stream soon. I haven't done it in a couple of weeks. Uh, last month was kind of hectic. And yeah, we are on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us. And we have a Discord link down below. Talk to us anytime, all the time. And again, Final Fantasy 14, if you play that, join us. On Coral, on Crystal, Tasty Loot Gaming, join our free company. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. Until the next episode, which will be Tasty Tuesday, and yes, it will be Tasty Tuesday. We didn't do Tasty Tuesday last week. We did a cool unboxing. Make sure to check that out. I got to have fun with the camera because I was not on screen, so I got to do some cool camera work. Chevy <laughs> did a great job doing unboxing, so check that out. Support that shit. And, yeah, until the next episode, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.